0: Can you tell by the sound of my voice I just ate a bagel? Can you smell my bagel breath? <sighs> you do have I feel like I have bagel breath too. So, Those were fantastic. I
1: am actually kind of surprised. And so I don't know if this is a weird thing to admit. That was probably the third bagel I've had in my life. What? <laughs> what? I don't know I, I bagels
0: are just Fancy hard bread.
1: I know. I have nothing against them. There's nothing about a bagel I don't like. I just, I don't reach for the bagels at the store. I don't get them when I'm out and about. Like, I just, I'm never in a situation where I'm like, I could go for a bagel right now.
0: Yeah, these just showed up at the Lawn Chair Profits door. Uh, McDonald's, Sandover, that's like a yeah. BLT. In the
1: industry, we call it a food drop. A
0: food drop, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think they, they put them back on the menu. So they drop them off so... Uh, we can try them and perhaps talk about them, like we're doing right now.
0: On paper, though, like if you saw eggs with mayo on them, you'd probably kind of go, "Ooh, uh, maybe not." But you put the mayo in the bagel with the bacon and the egg and a bit of uh, a little bit of lettuce—that's fancy for lettuce—and <laughs> it is fantastic. The only thing I could recommend is they got to figure out a—I don't know—some sort of bagel. Uh, the whole a whole plug for the bagel.
1: Yeah, I was kind of taken aback by how much mayonnaise was in it. And yeah, yeah when you first chomp down,
0: that bagel hole Pfft, is squirts now, right out the bottom. Yeah, it's seeping out mayonnaise. Yeah. Which same thing uh, happens to me when I cut myself shaving, I bleed mayo. Because <laughs> I'm so fat. <laughs> it wouldn't have bothered me if
1: no one else was around. But someone here kept like twice while I was eating this thing, poke their head in the room to ask me a question. <laughs> And both times, I just had mayonnaise and tomato on my face. And yeah. It was a lot messier than I was expecting.
0: Yeah, when you got mayo running down your chin, not a good look. That's a hard one to walk off. Yeah. And
1: now I just feel like, ha! Ah. Now all yeah. I smell like is egg BLT. Ha! Ah.
0: Yeah, so uh, take a good whiff of your headphones. <laughs> yes. You could probably smell Stick your nose in your speaker. Oh. <laughs> Do I stink? A <laughs> is a good you Falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world welcome to the lawn chair profits my name's Garner Andrews that's Bryce Kelly right over there in our real lives when we're not uh, at the helm of this multi-million dollar um vessel of business we host the morning radio show on sonic 1029 in edmonton alberta canada you can find us online at sonic1029.com and you can listen to our show there you can listen to the radio station there too we'd really appreciate that now bryce it's been really hot where we are it like has it, been it summer is here it's not even technically summer yet but it's been very very hot i don't know what you were doing yesterday afternoon But I was hunkered down in my home studio building. I flew over to Abbey Road Studios where Mm -hmm. I spent my own money where the Beatles recorded so I could record this for the Lawn Chair Profits recommendations. We're not the boss of you. To let us tell you what to like and do, but if you're bored and you have no friends, the lawn chair prophets recommend.
1: You can really tell that a lot of money was spent on that.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, I had to bring a Concorde out of retirement so that I could fly to and fro over to, to England so I could access Abbey Road. And I was back in time for bedtime last night. I got a solid eight hours of sleep. That's money well spent. It is money well spent. This is the part of the show now where we recommend stuff to you. And you can recommend stuff to us as well because we have a spiffy new email address. So you can actually contact us now. Lawnchairpodcast at gmail.com longchairpodcast at gmail.com. Just don't follow up every 10 minutes and ask us if we've watched or listened or read that thing you recommended. That's yeah. when it gets stressful. Yeah, I don't follow up with you. No. So don't follow up with me. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you if you listened to the Slift song I recommended last week. Probably not, although it was a full-on banger. <laughs> it slapped pretty hard. Uh, what do you got for a recommendation this week? This one I'm going with, it's another song. Okay.
1: A Canadian band featuring... A Canadian songbird. Oh. Uh, A male songbird. Uh, Okay. But it's Big Wreck, who, by the way, are grossly underrated in this country, especially their front man, Ian Thornley. Who's not only, like, he's an incredible singer. He is a brilliant guitarist. He's probably the best guitar player in this country. Yeah. He's phenomenal at the guitar. Uh, They recently had one of the members of their band passed away. That's right. And they didn't replace him. I think it was the other guitar player. They had two guitar players, bass and drums, and they didn't replace him. Instead, now uh, Ian Thornley does both guitar parts. It's incredible. And he does it like it's nothing when you watch him live. It's nothing. I mean, he's doing other things while shredding these guitars. He's unbelievable. Uh, but Big Rec just released a song called Middle of Nowhere that features Chad Kroger. The Nickelback guy? The Nickelback songbird, Chad Kroger. And... It just appeared on a playlist of mine, and I had to stop what I was doing and see what it was. This thing's got some chest hair to it, and I like it a lot. We're gonna
0: take a. Did you bring a clip? I did indeed. Okay, let's uh, cue it up. Let's have a listen. What's it called? Middle of Nowhere. That's Big Wreck and Chad Kroger. Okay, that's Ooh. a Bryce Kelly recommendation right there on the yeah. Lawn Chair Profits. I was going to do a song this week, too, and then I thought, no, I'm going to do something else. You may have told me about this originally. I was recording it, but um, I finally sat down and watched Mayor of Easttown. Oh, with Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet might be my female Tom Hanks. Like, She's Tom Hanks has never let me down. She's good. And I don't feel like Kate Winslet has ever let me down. Mind you, I don't know that I watch a lot of stuff where she's wearing like a lace corset and, you know, the hardships of a a British woman in war-torn England. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't watch a lot of that type stuff. But the stuff I have, what was the movie called? Titanic. No. Oh. That was fantastic. though. (laughs) (laughs) The movie where she was an advocate for a guy on death row. Do you remember that? And she was trying to save his life. You're not thinking
1: of Aaron Brockovich,
0: are no, you? No, no. Anyway, <laughs> no, I don't know which one. That's an talking. aside, but somebody will know, and somebody will email us because you can't text us because we're not live right now. But uh, yeah, Kate Winslet. This is she plays Mare. So it's M A R E. She's a small town Pennsylvania police investigator, and it's a it's a total gritty whodunit. It's a seven part series. It's limited, meaning there's a beginning, there's a middle, end and an end. You don't have to wait for another season or anything, but it is bloody fantastic. But I told you what happened, right?
1: Yeah, you, uh, so yeah, seven parts, and it's really juicy. Like you said, it's a whodunit, so you don't know till the very end who done it.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I accidentally watched the uh, episode seven first.
1: <laughs> you my, watched the last episode with all the juice.
0: My beautiful bride and I were sitting there going, oh, better pause it. We got to figure out this. And I thought, well, there's there, there's so many characters coming on and they're not explaining anything. You just They're like assuming you know who these people are. And at first I'm flattered because I was like, huh, the people who made this show are giving me credit for being smart and being able to figure things out. And then they deliver this and don't, no spoilers here, but they deliver at the end of that episode, a climax that will blow your mind up the back of your head. And immediately the credits roll and I'm like, how are they going to explain this? So we went to watch another episode and uh, realized we'd watched the last episode first. So... Yeah, that's not ideal. Do you go back and watch the first six? I did watch the first one. Okay. So now I I sort of bookended it. I probably will watch the whole thing because it was that good. So my recommendation this week, Mare, and that's M-A-R-E, that's her name, Mare of East Town.
1: We only got two chairs, but maybe if you ask nice, you can sit on Bryce's lap. It's the Lawn Chair Profits.
0: Hey, Bryce, speaking of our uh, spiffy new email address that we paid so much for, uh, Lawnchairpodcast at gmail.com. We are getting email already, and I want to read you this one... This is from uh, Mike, who says, Hey, longtime listener to your morning show, but just started listening to your podcast. A solid listen. Can't help but find myself laughing out loud by myself. And then Mike goes on to say, Do you guys have anything that you put off until the absolute last chance you possibly can? This is a good topic for some time. Uh, I have a tooth that's needed to be removed for, I kid you not, three years. It's now at the point where I have pieces breaking off. Oh, gross. Now I think I'm in trouble. The dental expert I've been directed to see has a four-month backlog, oh. and God help me if it gets to the point of the pain. Not a great situation, but totally self-inflicted. I'm sure there are a ton of people that have let things go far too long, Now and now I'm like... Screwed, but they didn't say screwed. Oh, I see. You know what word they used? Probably naughty word. Fudged. Oh, no. Uh, that's from Mike. Thank you very much, Mike. Wherever you're listening, if you're going to email the show, tell us a story. Why not? I love stories. Yeah, but tell us where you are too. That's always interesting. Uh, I, f- the company we work for, makes us every year
1: do this business code of conduct training.
0: Yeah, I, You always probably wait till like the third warning.
1: Oh, I like, I'm well past the due date it was supposed to be done to the point that I'm getting emails from Toronto and from the people here being like, you need to get this done. Yeah. And I go, fine, man. I won't be
0: a cog in your machine. But that would also explain why you're uh, insider trading and accepting bribes. Because <laughs> you haven't done the business code of conduct, Bryce. If you had, you wouldn't be in so much trouble. What can I say? I'm a bad boy.
1: You're listening to The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce
0: Kelly. It's like radio, but on the internet. Hey, Bryce, doesn't it seem that there's nothing you can say where somebody just wants to argue and
1: nitpick? That's all the internet has become. That's all comment sections have become is, yeah, the nitpicking, the little, um... That's Actually. not the right punctuation. Mm, that's not the right use of this. Um, um, uh, that's all it is. And they use that voice too. Yeah, um, that's
0: the voice I imagine as well. They start every sentence with that. Yeah. But um, the, it wasn't until I talked about cement or concrete work or whatever I was. I was helping my neighbor out. This was a few weeks ago. And I believe on the radio show, I called it concrete and people were like, "Mm, actually, it's, uh, well, no, I called it cement. And they were like, "Mm, actually, it's concrete. Cement is an ingredient in concrete. And it just, it drives me nuts. Every time you use the wrong word. somebody has to point out that cement is an ingredient in concrete. We all know that. Yeah, apparently
1: cement and concrete aren't the same thing. And uh, you know who cares about that? Nobody except you, except for the people who work in it, and I'm glad they know the difference. I don't need to know. I use them
0: interchangeably; they're the same thing. It so we, doesn't matter. We started talking. We should set up a conference for when for when neither one of us is in town. There should be a giant conference where you can go hear people talk about uh, how a thumb is not a finger. We're actually, I was just thinking of this: that
1: we are on the cusp of one of the worst ones of the year. In that, in a couple, actually, I think it's next week. Oh, I know what you're going with. Is the summer solstice, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, my God, it's the longest day of the year. Um,
0: actually, um, all, all days this. are the same length.
1: All days are 24 hours. You mean this is the most daylight of the year?
0: Yeah, that person... Ugh. Nobody wants... You're not going to get invited to the party. <laughs> no. You, you'll be busy at the Um Actually conference trying to impress the other Um Actually people. You know, maybe you can attend uh, the workshop on how black is not a color... Uh, Tomatoes are actually a fruit, not a vegetable. Thumbs are not fingers or whatever it is. Uh, The moon and the sun are not planets, um, actually. Yeah, the sun is a star. Thanks. Maybe we should start a new feature. You know what this is? This is just nitpicking. That's what it is. Maybe we could do something called... Today in Nitpicking. Today in Nitpicking. What do you think? I think that we'll
1: be overfloweth with examples to use. The most frustrating, yeah, for me is the um actually yeah. it's, all days are the same length.
0: My friend's dad installs furnaces and ductwork, and whenever he watches a movie when someone is crawling through the <laughs> vents, he gets so mad because they would never be that clean. Yeah, John McClain, how do you stay so clean? Someone pointed that out. I never thought
1: about that until a couple years ago when someone's like, "Do you know how many nails?"
0: Yeah, there's just random screws that go into vents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My husband's an advanced care paramedic. He loses his mind when someone calls him an ambulance (laughs) driver, (laughs) Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, you drive the ambulance. I save
1: lives. That's true. You go like they go through a lot of medical training and they do a lot of important stuff. And you just call them an ambulance driver.
0: Yeah. These are the people that are going to stabilize you so you can make it to the hospital so your life can be saved. It just reminds me of uh, in high school, grade 11
1: biology, which I did terribly at. Tell us more. The teacher I had for it was had a doctorate, had a PhD in biology. Oh, So he was Dr. Who'sitz, And uh, if you called him Mr. or whatever his name was, he would do the... Um, actually, it's It's doctor. doctor. I didn't go to all those years of university to be called mister.
0: Yeah, could you save my life, though? (laughs) And that's
1: what I think of with the ambulance. I'm not an ambulance driver. I didn't spend all that time in school to be called an ambulance driver.
0: Uh, As a mechanic, the one heated debate is between the words motor and engine. Engine is what's under your hood and runs on fuel. A motor is electric, like a wiper moto. Motor, but people will call the engine a motor, which is technically incorrect.
1: Wow, I probably have been making that mistake my whole life.
0: Yeah, I think I call it a motor. What kind of motors in that. Okay,
1: that's why I get the weird looks when I go to those weird show and shines at an A and W.
0: Hmm.
1: Why are they always at an A and W? But you go to one, oh, yeah, that's a nice motor. What kind of motor you got there?
0: Um, actually, it's an engine because it runs on fuel. Eh, <laughs> uh, this must be... Oh, yeah, this is from a locksmith. <laughs> Nothing angers me like watching a safe-cracking movie. My wife repeatedly tells me to calm the F down because there are so many inaccuracies. Yeah, you always have to wonder, can you just crack a safe by listening carefully? sticking your ear against it? Or have the stethoscope? Mm. Oh, here you go. This is... Okay, listen. I don't know who this person is. Just says, Hey, heads up, single guys. Nothing shuts down a conversation on a dating site faster than correcting something like black is not a color <laughs> or or that your beliefs are actually virtue signaling. No longer on dating sites, thank Jeebus. Interesting. I yeah. mean, that makes
1: perfect sense. I get that. Uh, it almost seems like, um, would it be worth it to set up kind of like a booby trap? So a prospective lover... Oh. And you message them, but use the wrong there or the wrong your mm. and see if they correct you. If they correct you, you know this person's going to be exhausting. And you can move on. And you can move on. If they let it slide.
0: So there's oh. a there's a lawn chair profits uh, pro tip right there. Use the wrong there or two in your dating profile <laughs> and sort the wheat from the chaff. There you go. <laughs> Hey, just uh, pop a squat because they're definitely not sharing a chair. It's the Lawn Chair
1: Profits with Garner and Bryce.
0: Oh, man, oh, man. Up here in Canada, we've got the lotto fever. It's gone cr- Okay, first of all, I mean, maybe it's its own separate discussion of how terrible
1: our lottery system is that they cap it at $70 million.
0: Which is still a staggering amount of money. And I just thought of another uh, workshop, another uh, another seminar for Um Actually. Uh, is the people that when they hear about a200 million dollar prize? Oh, yes in the US they have to remind you that you get taxed on that in the US. You don't in Canada.
1: Can you believe this guy in Michigan won 1.2 billion dollars Um
0: actually, he gets taxed, so it's only like 600 million. Yeah, so I don't know how he's gonna get by.
1: Yeah, here, like 70 million obviously is a game. Like you're set for life, your kids are set for life,
0: their kids are set for life. Nobody's going to be working for generations. For generations, there will just be nothing but entitlement and blow. So maybe it's just selfish. But I look at like the United States, they get these
1: monster jackpots and we Mm -hmm. cap ours at 70. Then after 70 million, they just start giving away $1 million prizes.
0: Yeah, a bunch of 1 million prizes.
1: And I think the one that they're giving away today. There's
0: 118 million in total, or something like
1: that. 128 million. I think there's $58 million prizes and then $170 million. Anyway, yeah. But everyone's going crazy for it.
0: And everybody's buying up tickets. And I always think about those around these parts. I don't know if it's like this in other parts of the world, too. It always seems like the huge, mega jackpot winners. It's always like some welding shop where 30 or 40 people, you know, they're in the lottery pool every week and they end up (laughs) with, they end up winning.
1: Yeah. It's either a 95 year old woman or it's an office of like 20 people.
0: Yeah. Which is fantastic. That's fine. I, I have no problem with that unless I worked in that office and I wasn't part of the lottery pool every week. And now they're coming back to work tomorrow and I have to face them. They've got millions, and I've got nothing. I've got like a brown paper bag lunch with a black banana in it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, All of a sudden, your car in the parking lot is flanked by brand new Corvettes and Mustangs and Lamborghinis, and you're driving the same old crappy minivan.
0: I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I'm so happy for them. I
1: would be so bitter. And it it would shock you, the amount of money that a group could win, and I would still be bitter. Yeah. They could each take home a $100, and I would be upset about it.
0: Uh, this is from Deb. My old office won one million dollars. What? But there were like forty-three people in the pool, so each person got twenty-three thousand bucks. I was not in it, but I was fine with their win. I would be bitter if the win was like fifty thousand dollars or more.
1: Oh, Deb, no, that's nice. I would still be bitter. Twenty-three
0: and grand? You'd be
1: I, bitter about that? Oh, I'd be bitter. And the sad thing is, it's my own fault for not partaking in the lottery pool. Yeah. But that's not going to stop me from being Mr. Bitter.
0: Oh, hey, um, this one. My mom was part of that group of 43 who won a million dollars. We went on a family holiday that year. They found out on my mom's birthday, December 23rd, she was flying home from Ontario and all her coworkers were trying to get a hold of her. LOL.
1: Ooh, December 23rd. That's a rough birthday.
0: It is a rough birthday.
1: 23 grand. I mean, that's a nice amount of money to win. You're still going to have to keep working, but you can have, yeah, really nice vacation. Uh, Yeah, I'd be better for sure.
0: Listen to Randy's story here. Is this devious or is it genius? After being part of a lottery group at work for about 15 years, I figured we had spent about $24,000 with no big wins, so I dropped out. But since I was the one buying the tickets, I knew the numbers. I still play them to this day. So if they ever win, that group will only win half the jackpot. (laughs) Mm. So Randy will get the other half. Oh, my.
1: That is very devious. It is. Although long-term, short-sighted. That means, at best, Randy will only ever win 50% of a jackpot.
0: Yeah. At best,
1: he's winning $35 million tonight.
0: At best. But all those chumps he used to work with have to spit, split the other $35 million. That $35
1: million should be his. So what he should do is play all the same numbers except one make one different.
0: Yeah, like off by one digit. Yeah, go
1: off by one digit for one, so then you can claim that money yourself.
0: Uh, this is from Ken. I worked at Red Deer College for five years. The plumbing department, the teachers, regularly bought tickets together. They won a jackpot, and almost all of them quit. What? Then it became against work policy to have a group lottery ticket thing so they didn't lose so many staff. Anytime we bought tickets together, we had to do it on the down low. Felt like we had a little underground lottery thing going on. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a funny policy because everyone was treating it like we were drug dealers. But all we were doing was collecting money for the group lottery. People acted like we were such rebels. Ken. Yeah, that's a bad boy movie. I
1: never even thought of that. I guess that would sting if you're a business and you lose half of your work. Staff to a lottery win? <laughs> that would be bitter. But I'm also just thinking about it now, like playing the lottery at work is you just openly being like, I'm doing all I can to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even keeping it secret. <laughs> you're openly – Trying to get your way out the door.
0: That's why I always find it weird when you hear people talking in the lunchroom like that the minute I win the lottery, I am out you don't care about our friendship. You don't like if management's listening to you talk like that, don't you think that's probably a conversation best had through text message with a select few.
1: I like to think that the people here wouldn't be surprised that if I won seventy million dollars that my I don't know, my attention would drift.
0: I'd keep coming to work, Bryce. Oh, i would we gone so fast? A group of 10 at my plant won $500,000 a few years ago. Mm. Some people were really mad at the shop. It's kind of neat to see what people do, though. A couple pe- people showed up with new vehicles. One guy put a down payment on a new house. Good on them. That's not about 50
1: grand each.
0: Yeah. So this person is pretending to be happy for them. Oh, the yeah. way you pretend to be happy for your ex when you see her pictures on... <laughs> Social media, and she's married, and obviously happy.
1: Yeah, you're eating Chef Boyardee over a sink. You're listening to the Lawn Chair
0: Profits with Garner and Bryce. They're trapped in your phone. Forever! Hey, look, we're in the middle of a podcast. I can't just talk on the phone all day. Who is this? Hi, this is movie theater sleeper Steve. Remember me? I passed in the movie theater. On a first date, right? Yeah, And, yeah. no, did you ever get to see the girl again or not? No. no. What? I but yeah, no. Uh, that was such a great story. Yet you went on a first date with the girl. You fell asleep during the movie. Did she stay till the end, or did she leave you there? No. I fell asleep, actually. There was a scene where the kid was bleeding out, and I passed out because I'm not good with blood. So. Oh, that's <laughs> what it was. Okay, yeah, you fainted. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she stayed. I, I think there wasn't enough time to escape, so. <laughs> uh, did she politely let you down, or was it like she well, just goes... I was kind of
1: concerned at first. She was
0: like, are you okay? What happened? I'm like, oh, I'm fine, you know? She's like, well, you fainted. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I meant to do that, I said. Yeah, totally. Yeah, try to play it off. That's like the least shocking thing in the world when you find out he did never get a second date with that woman. No,
1: it would be a bit off-putting, and especially because it was at the sight of blood, and it just seemed, it seems really dainty I faint at the sight of blood.
0: Yeah. Ew, blood. I do like the fact, though, that he tried to play it off as sleeping, which is, I don't know. He tried to save the date, but the damage was done.
1: Yeah, because even the sleeping thing is, you know, it's, you're subtly saying that uh, I'm pretty bored. Yeah. Have you ever fallen asleep in a movie theater? I have. Do you remember the movie? I do. And I actually like the movie. It was uh, the Sherlock Holmes. Oh, with uh, that uh, guy Ritchie directed with what's his face?
0: Cumberbund.
1: No, uh, Downey Jr.
0: Oh, oh, him. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah him. Robert Downey
1: Jr. Uh, and it was during like a fight scene, too, like a big loud fight scene. And I slept through the whole thing because we get up during the week, 3, 4 a.m.
0: Yeah.
1: And I tried to be brave and go to an 11 p.m. Friday night show. Didn't happen. Didn't work out.
0: Yeah, my wife and I, we both fell asleep only once in a movie theater. We both fell asleep in the same movie. <laughs> and Do you want to say what movie? Nope. Because uh, I will be judged and I, <clears throat> I would probably get canceled because <laughs> it was a movie of great historical significance. And it's not that it was a bad movie. We just had a really, really long day. It was... I will never tell you what movie it was, but it's not a good look when I do tell you. Maybe I'll tell you after the show. Oh, mercy. Eh, uh, somebody said, I once fell asleep during the Avengers movie. Ooh. Woke up to rows of people staring at me. Apparently, you could hear my snoring <laughs> over the biggest action scene in the movie. Yeah, it's a loud movie. Ooh. Yeah, that's bad.
1: I've never it heard even... someone snore, though.
0: I've heard, you know what? You can, every now and again, you'll be in a movie, and during a quiet scene, you'll hear like somebody breathing. <laughs> like a real bad
1: nose breather. Yeah, the wheezing.
0: The wheezy breather.
1: Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard the chewing. I haven't heard obnoxious snoring before.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, let's grab this. Hi. Uh,
1: no fainting uh, stories, but my ex girlfriend fell asleep in a movie once.
0: And did she sleep through the whole thing?
1: No. She, she woke up with a, an extra loud snore and tried to cover it with, uh, is this movie based on a true story? <laughs> the The problem was the movie was The Martian. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, hun, they landed on Mars like 10 years ago. They've just covered it up from us.
0: Oh, yeah, so she did the,
1: that? Yeah, yeah. I just tried to cover it up. She asked, like, a, you know, a movie-relevant question, like she was paying attention. Is
0: this based on a true story, but it was The Martian. Oh, The Martian, that documentary about Matt Damon. I can't believe Matt Damon went to Mars. I can't either. Like, you'd think that that would do some damage to your body, but he still looks pretty good. Yeah, still jacked. Uh, I fell asleep on a fourth step, or a four-foot ladder at break time what? at work and almost fell down. I was so tired. Like, standing on it? Yeah. Eh. That's champion level tired. I think that's just being tired. I don't think you fall asleep on a ladder. And let's be real. It's a four-foot ladder. You're you're going to walk that one off. Are we going to talk about fainting or sleeping? Fainting. Uh, this This one. I fainted the first time I got a tattoo. The appointment was three hours. I woke up to my artist yelling my name and giving me water. Hopefully they did the right tattoo. <laughs> like, did they keep going? You think it'd be easier if they're passed out? They're
1: not going to move around? Yeah. You wake up with your knuckles done.
0: You're like, oh my God, I work in a bank.
1: I know you wanted your arm done, but uh, we I went ahead and did going. your face.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Clown makeup. We did the fall asleep thing on the second date. Both of us slept until after the movie. It was an empty theater. We were the only ones left. When we woke up, there was a person sweeping the floor. Still together 13 years later. <laughs> That's from Doug. Man, when you're still sleeping and the kid's in there sweeping, his mom and dad are probably out front waiting to take him home from work, but he has to let you sleep. He's probably doing a lot of foot shuffling and just like... (coughs) 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 his broom against the seat.
1: If I were in the theater walking out and I saw two people just sawing logs, I would not wake them up.
0: Yeah. What about the people who fall asleep at concerts? Hello. So, uh,
1: I... I've been known to fall asleep at a few movies, but uh, I fell asleep at the Nine Inch Nails concert.
0: <laughs> How's that even possible?
1: I don't know. I was well rested. I was ready to just be amazed by this amazing concert, and it was amazing, but um, all of a sudden my husband was like, Melissa, Melissa, and he's like rocking me, and I was like, what? What? Did I pass out? What happened? And he's like,
0: you were sleeping. <laughs> Uh, I found out later I was pregnant, and maybe that had something to do with it, but yeah. Yeah, Sure, blame it on the pregnancy. Yeah, well, yeah. you got to have some perks <laughs> when you're pregnant. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Trent Reznor didn't hope everybody fell asleep. Yeah, you're lucky he didn't see you because he probably would have come out into the crowd and, you know, admonished you.
1: Absolutely.
0: Can you imagine coming to... It's quiet. It's between songs. And Trent Reznor is standing there screaming at you.
1: <laughs> There's nobody more intimidating than that guy. Oh, He's, on his best days, he's scowling.
0: He scowls when he wins a prize nobody was expecting him to win. He just won an Oscar a couple months ago and was scowling. He's won a couple of Oscars now, right? Yeah. And both
1: times he just looks miserable. He's just brooding. Yeah. And so if he caught you sleeping during his show... He would rip me in half like a foot. And he's Jack, too. He's huge. Oh, yeah. He would destroy
0: me. Uh, this person says, my wife fell asleep at Foo Fighters. She had a long day. The Were you at that Foo Fighters show here where, I don't know, not the last time they played here, but the time before, they were between songs and Dave girls just talking to the audience, and a woman got up to go to the bathroom? Oh, no. He stopped mid-sentence, and he's like, hey. Where are you going? And he called her out. And then he ordered them to put a spotlight on her. And she's standing on the stairs trying to get up the stairs. And he's questioning where she's go. She finally admitted she was going to the bathroom. And then it got to the point where he's like, number one or number two. Like, but it wasn't in those words. That's why... Yeah, you don't fall asleep at a concert, and definitely do not stand up and try to go to the bathroom between songs.
1: Yeah, that's why I don't sit near the front at comedy shows. Exactly. For fear of the ridicule if I go pee.
0: How about one more movie theater faint, Bryce? Okay. So Steve doesn't feel so all alone. Hey guys, I fainted in a movie theater also. It was in that little hallway when you enter and exit, so no one saw me. When I woke up, it was so dark, and all I could see was the red emergency exit sign. I, lit, I legitimately thought I had woken up in hell. Good times, Carol. That'd be alarming. you're a child, you're there watching Toy Story
1: 3, and you have to go to the bathroom, and mom lets you go by yourself. For the first time ever. Gives you a little independence. <laughs> you exit the theater, and there's a body laying on the floor.
0: <laughs> You'd never go to a movie again. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Hear more weekday mornings on Sonic
1: 1029 Edmonton. On your radio, on the Radio Player Canada app, and
0: on your smart speaker. Play Sonic 1029